Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Football Figments Podcast. This is Season 6, Episode 25. Put them all together. It's 264 episodes. I'm Craig. And my name is Britt. And Britt, we're back for more playoff football. Can I can I just say before we go any further, and yes. I'm going to apologize for everyone's eardrums. <laughs> we fucking told you. Oh, the charges. No, we told you. There, I'm done. I'm already done. Did <laughs> did we not spend like ten minutes talking about how the Jags could easily win against the Chargers? Yep, because the Chargers are gonna charge. And they did, did we not <laughs> sit there and talk for ten minutes about how the Giants could beat the Vikings? Yep. That they yep. only won the first meeting by three points at the end. We told you. Now we were wrong about the Bucks. Well, I was wrong about the we Bucks. Were. I I still have no faith in the Cowboys, so it's fine. It's fine. Neither do still... I. They, the only thing they earned is as a trip to San Francisco to <laughs> to lose. That's all they did. They, they they earned a plane trip to San Francisco. <laughs> That's, That's true. It. That's true. That's it. They 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 won their Super Bowl. Yes. Yes. They won their Super Bowl. <laughs> as the old meme says, the Cowboys are going to the Super Bowl, but only if they buy tickets. So, <laughs> are they still? If they upset San Francisco, I will be shocked. But I I'll, I'll yeah. be honest. So. Was it Saturday night was the Jacksonville game? Uh, Saturday, yes, because Bill Lawrence has not lost on a Saturday yet. Right. So Saturday, I watched this game, and it goes downhill fast, right? Fast. Now, I've, I've, all, the only thing I bet, I, well, I bet a, a couple of small parlays, but the first thing, the first thing I bet, and the oh, primary thing I bet was the money line on the Jags, because it was, at game time, it was plus 230. So I put money on the Jags to win outright. Well, then all of a sudden, it's 21 nothing, And I'm like, I got better things to do with my life. <laughs> Meanwhile, some contributors who will remain nameless are screaming at us in the thread about how they told us the Chargers were too good. <laughs> I go, I talk to my wife for a little bit, somewhere around 10, 30, 11 o'clock-ish, my time, I think. I decide to check in on the game, and it's a one-score game. Yeah, The freaking Jags are down eight. Yep. And I looked at my wife, and she was like, I'm getting ready for bed. I'm like, I'm going to be up for a little while. I want to see how this ends. I went and I used the bathroom and I came back and it was a fucking tie game. And all of a sudden the podcaster's thread is dead quiet. The I fell asleep. So that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> but, but we, we had a couple of contributors who shall nope, remain nameless. We did. We did. Who were like, this is over. And we told you the chargers were good enough to get past this. And it's dead quiet. And so my wife is like, are you coming to bed? And I'm like, I am. But I have to watch the end of this. And let me tell you. So I tell her what's going on with the game. And I'm like, let me tell you right now. If the freaking Jaguars win this game, I am just going to post a picture of somebody smoking a big fat cigar in the podcast thread. <laughs> and that is exactly what I did. I didn't say a word. I just posted pictures of, of a guy smoking a cigar with his feet up. I think it was I think it was actually um, Michael Caine. I think it was Michael Caine smoking a cigar. I didn't use the Scarface one. Everybody uses the Scarface one. I used Michael Caine with his feet up, and that's when the the floodgates opened, and the, all the podcasters were like, "We got you got to fire the entire coaching staff in 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 L.A." But I just I I, I want to gloat for a second because we called five out of six games right on this podcast last week, and we got the two upsets right. So when we the one right. we missed was was the Cowboy game, and that was you know we missed that, but a lot of people missed that one. Just like the kicker. Ah. <laughs> oh my yeah. God! Did you see the picture of of Dak 
going yeah. off on the sideline. Um, for the and other people brought this up online, so I I'm stealing this, but it's true because I would have thought of it anyway. Do you see people on the sideline when Dak throws interceptions? Do that. You Did you what? see the people do time. that when Dak slid at the wrong spot last year and they lost the playoff game? No. Yep. <laughs> Here's what I want to see. I want to see the next time they go for it on fourth and short from somewhere within like the, you know, say the 50 to the 30 yard line where, it, where yeah. it's a kickable range. Yeah. I want to see the next time that Dak comes up short on a fourth and one, I want to see the kicker scream on the side of the, the sidelines. <laughs> That's why you fucking kick. <laughs> that would be absolutely amazing. That'd it be won't amazing. happen. No, it won't it, happen. It won't. But I, I want to see it. I just, I want to see it. So yep. anyway, I'm totally sidebarred that entire thing. Let's go back to the beginning. Craig, what are you drinking? Uh, so tonight, because my allergies suck, um, I'm oh. drinking seltzer. Regular seltzer, not infused with vodka seltzer. That's fair. I, I am still on dry January, so I have diet he's, soda. He's chugging although, through, folks. I You know, it might end this weekend. Though, though. the Chiefs game is this weekend. So. Chiefs game is Saturday. I can't be drunk for the Chiefs game. Every time I get drunk for the Chiefs game, bad shit happens. <laughs> once, once I, you've seen this. You see, you saw me at the Super Bowl that they won. I was tanked. Thank God you drove that night. You um, were. <laughs> I was t- absolutely tanked. I was. I get. <clears throat> it's my. It's the better of me. So <laughs> I won't drink then, but I probably will drink Sunday while we watch games. I'm. I'm are, are, are we gathering this Sunday? Do we know? Uh, no, it's my mom's birthday, so I will not. Uh... Oh, bring her. Bring her. It's fine. So, all right. So we're both going. We're both going non-alcoholic this week. <laughs> Don't worry, folks. The beer will be back. I assure you. Of all that is holy, the beer will be back. So, oh God, Saturday. I just realized Saturday is the is the source's birthday. Really? It is. Is your mom's birthday on Saturday? Uh, her no, her birthday is Sunday. The day, oh my God! That my dad is that my dad is the twentieth. The source is the twenty-first, and your mom is the twenty-second. Wow, that's a busy weekend. That is, <laughs> that is. All you people, all you January people, settle down. Whatever zodiac sign that is, I don't know what it is. Yeah, the source is an Aquarius. All right, that's right around that line. So I don't know if my father is the Aquarius too, right? Yeah, it is. I think the twenty-second. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't put any stock in those things. So I, I'm, I don't know. All right, let's get on to some real serious stuff. So burning hot takes. Craig, what do you got for me tonight? Um, so tonight on the, like, we, we mentioned this last week briefly mm-hmm. or the week before maybe. Uh, so as everyone knows, the Ravens lost in a very yeah. amazing fashion, but I personally yeah. enjoyed it. Oh, but that was oh, me. Yeah. That's that's the game I <laughs> fell asleep for. I'll be honest. I fell asleep during that game because being because being a Bengals fan and a side Jets fan for so many years, how that game ended is usually the Bengals on the other end of it. So okay, <laughs> I greatly appreciated the you know the ninety nine yard uh, fumble return for a touchdown. But after the game, um, certain people, some players, such as J.K. Dobbins kind of mm-hmm. voiced their concern and he said he was taken out of context yes. voiced their concern about Lamar not playing but it's other people on the team have kind of like suggested it do you feel the team is talking to Lamar or do you feel they're talking to the front office about Lamar's future 
in Baltimore. Well, I I do believe that his context were his his comments were taken out of context because when you read the the, the full quote, he immediately then praises uh, Huntley, who he, he calls Snoop. Um, you know, he ba- he he basically stops short of saying that they, that Hunt, that Huntley cost him the game. So I don't think that I don't think his intent was to fire a shot, but it certainly feels like that could have been a veiled attempt here, right? Right. So I mean, it's kind of like it's kind of like me saying, like you walking up to me and going, "Hey, would you rather drive cross country in a luxury Cadillac or this Geo Metro?" <laughs> and I sit there and go, "Well, absolutely, I'm going to take the Cadillac." And then people go out on the press and go, you know, Brit hates Brit hates Geo Metros. Or Brit, Brit blames Geo Metros to, for difficulty crossing country. You know what I mean? It's yeah. just it. Every nine out of ten people, ninety nine out of a hundred people are gonna say the exact same thing. Well, yes, Lamar would have helped us there. So I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna blame Dobbins here, but it is possible he's shooting a warning shot here, and I think the warning shot is at the team. Personally, I think it's at the team. Um, I don't think I don't think anyone in that locker room blames Lamar for not being there, um, but it's possible. What, what was your take on this? Um, I think it. You're right, and like when you first read it, it does look like he's he's specifically blaming people for them losing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I so I do think it is at the team. Uh, but you know these guys, they know how much each other makes. Mm-hmm. Like it's not a secret. Um, I just don't, I think they all realize it's going to be extremely difficult for them to keep Lamar outside of franchising, tagging him, franchise tagging, franchise tagging him. Franchise tag. Yeah. And then after that, he's still, cause what, that's only a season. So like, what does he do? Does he sit out? Does he, do they trade him? So I just think it's, if they tag him, it's going to just cause more drama and that's not going to help the Ravens at all. And, and um, this this leads to the bigger conversation. I don't think they, they can't afford him because he wants he wants contracts like wants Patrick Mahomes had. And then mm-hmm. he sees people, other quarterbacks like Kyler Murray, who gets a giant contract, and he's like, "Hey, what about me? At least I won stuff." <laughs> like, well, yeah, I mean, that, so let, let's take it a step further. Dak Prescott gets a big deal after Dak he breaks his ankle, this, right? So Dak has a has has a minor injury history compared to Lamar. Lamar's injury history is a little bit more uh, prevalent, right? But the Cowboys step up and they say we don't want. Well, I, I, I hesitate to say that the Cowboys ever say we don't want drama, but in this case, <laughs> they say we don't want drama around Dak. We're going to pay him. We're going to take the injury risk, and then Lamar turns around and goes, "Hey, coach, when am I getting my deal?" And the response is, well, you know, we got to see if you can stay healthy. I mean, it's a tremendous, it's a tremendous strain on you, and and you know, it's your legs, and and then you know, Lamar looks back at Dak Prescott counting money with a bum leg, and he looks back at his team who's listing off the injuries, and he looks back at Dak Prescott, and then he takes out his hand and counts <laughs> the number of playoff wins he has on his left hand, which is like two or three. And then he takes out his other hand and counts the zero playoff wins at that moment that Dak Prescott has. And then he looks at the team again, and he looks back at Dak as Dak is buying a new house, and he looks back at the team. I can understand it. At some point, teams have to make a decision where their risk lies. Does the risk lie in a bad deal, or does the risk lie in, in 
alienating somebody. And you and I have been on this boat before. We've talked about overpaying quarterbacks with injury histories and how risky it is and how teams sometimes make foolish decisions on those kinds of things. Kirk Cousins hasn't won a goddamn thing in the postseason, and yet he had a major deal. This is true. He had a major deal at the time. This is true. Oh, he's a franchise quarterback. What is your franchise? The team weeks one through 17? Because (laughs) if that's how you win a championship, go for it. But you don't win a championship in week 17. You win a championship in weeks 20. (laughs) Exactly. So it, to me, to me, I, I put a lot of the blame on the team here. Just as I put a lot of blame on the team when they overpay somebody, I was critical of Jerry Jones when he, they signed the Dak Prescott deal because I felt it was too big of a risk. I'm going to be critical here. This is too big of a risk. To They, they played it wrong. Instead of saying we're going to take the risk up front, they looked at him and they sat there and they said, well, you know, why don't we just wait and see what happens with you? You might break yourself in half this season. And if you don't, maybe we'll sign you or maybe we don't. Nobody wants, people need some sense of security. And I think if they had sat down with Lamar in the preseason and said, listen, your injury history is severe. Here's what we're thinking we can offer you if you can get through this season and you continue to be productive. But we're not signing ink to paper until we see you can do this. I think that would have been going a long way. And it clearly didn't happen. It clearly didn't happen. Lamar now feels alienated. They're going to have to drive a busload of money up to his front door, a Kyler Murray money, and hope that he is more Dak Prescott than Kyler Murray. Uh, Yeah, yeah. And I don't even know how they're going to be able to afford it. (laughs) I I have no clue. I have no clue. But yeah. You're going to have to back end that deal like crazy. So, All right, I have one question for you. Yeah. Joey Bosa. (laughs) <laughs> did you see how he got himself a nice little penalty near the end of the charger game the other night uh no because i fell asleep <laughs> you fell asleep i also did not see this play i heard about it afterwards okay as jack jacksonville is making its comeback some point in the fourth quarter joey bosa's emotions get the better of him and he decides to express his feelings to the referee sean smith sean smith throws the flag and assesses a 15 yard penalty it keeps Jacksonville going, and Jacksonville ultimately wins the game. Yep. Joey had some key words after the uh, after the event. <laughs> so I'd like to read to you his quote when he told ESPN. Sure. I'm sick of those people. <laughs> I do really, really want to say some things. I need to be more accountable for my actions, obviously. But it's a heated game, and I'm hurting out there. I'm playing on half a leg. I'm getting dragged to the ground, whatever, could hurt me along with screwing our team, and yeah, maybe some of them weren't as blatant as I thought, but I don't know. I think there just needs to be more accountability. I mean, if I say something to them, I get a $40,000 fine, but if they blow a call that ruins an entire team season, they get to, you know, they'll probably back in the locker room after the game like, ha got him 15 yards, what a loser. End quote. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. I guarantee it. That's what they're talking like in the back. Whatever power trip, I'm sick of those people. End quote. <laughs> wow. I, I, something about that quote just set off my my uh, Alexa in the back corner. Oh. Just dinged at me. I, apparently, he has strong feelings about uh, Joey Bosa, too. All right, your reaction to all of that. Has Joey Bosa got a point? Um. I think he does to some, like, you know, he does have to take responsibility for 
things that he says, um, mm-hmm. especially to referees, because I, I think referees understand the game is very like high speed and emotional. So I'm sure they give players some leeway and some more than others, clearly. Mm-hmm. Um, but you do have to like pay attention to what you're saying to referees because like that they can mm-hmm. flag you for it. Um, does he have a point about them being on a power trip? Probably, probably to some extent. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're they're the ones who get to tell like millionaire athletes what they can and can't do. So I'm sure there's some, at least in the back of their head, there's right. probably some little power trip going on. Um, are they making fun of him afterwards? You know, who's to say? <laughs> who's to say? Maybe, maybe not. Um, but yeah, I think he should be, he really should be more concerned about the, the chargers, uh, in general, since they reenacted yes. the Falcons in, in the Super Bowl. <laughs> um, so I want to, so where I want to go with this is the average NFL referee. I looked it up. The referee, the, the, the league does not publish NFL sal- salaries for its referees. But it's estimated that the average referee, not the average member of a team, but the referee, the head of the crew, yep. made between two hundred and two hundred and fifty thousand dollars a season last year. Okay. So you're talking about roughly ten grand a game, ten to fifteen grand a game. Yeah, more or less. Right. You're talking Joey Bosa makes like he makes he makes that, that like a play <laughs> right he like, like a drive <laughs> and he makes what they get in a year so yes you're gonna get fined more than the guy who makes two hundred thousand dollars a year right so when you sit there like well, I could... number one yes because you make a hundred times what that man makes and two you have a union that negotiated this deal oh wait we forgot about the union. You agreed to this, you dumb <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> well, I'm probably got a busted leg. That's your problem. Stop getting hurt. Stop <laughs> playing hurt. Or come does out of the game. The, <laughs> does anybody remember the first game he played against the Kansas City Chiefs? He, they were like, we're going to rush Joey Bosa all night. He literally rushed Patrick Mahomes the first 12 plays he was out there. And on play 13, he injured his knee. He was out the rest of the game. Don't screw around with your body. Play smart. There's reasons guys like Tom Brady and Jerry Rice play for 20 years. And there's guys who play for two. Take, I mean, yeah, some injuries can't be avoided. Something, and it's a it's a dangerous game. But take care of your body. This guy is, he is loud-mouthed. He has no accountability. He seems to have some sort of, like, persecution complex because he thinks the referees are literally in the back room toasting the fact that they got a 15-yard <laughs> penalty on him. When you mouth off at refs, you get penalized. You want another reference point? See Travis Kelsey. Happens three or four times a year. Travis Kelsey goes out there. And the the one the other thing was like um I'm looking back at the 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 uh the quote. Um oh I get a $40,000 fine, but if they blow a call that ruins an entire team season, here's an idea. Don't blow a 30-point lead. <laughs> that's then that's the key. the officials don't matter. That's key. Don't blow 30-point leads. Play defense, and you don't have to worry about it. 
that's what drives me nuts about this is that he seems to feel like he's been wronged because he got upset and he said something to a referee. He wants to talk about accountability, then take accountability for what you said, pay your fine, and shut up. Yeah. You know, because yep. this does not help anybody. It doesn't help you. Do you think that the referees are going to read this and they're going to go easy on you the next time? You're probably going to get flagged when you say, good morning, ref. <laughs> don't piss Probably. Don't poke the bear. Do not poke the bear. I saw it today on, on Twitter. I'm, I'm back to kind of quietly creeping around Twitter. I saw it, and I, I won't say who because it, it, I don't want to go into a whole side thing. But there was a politician out there who decided to take a shot at Greta Thunberg. I always mispronounce her name. Is it Thunberg? Thunberg, the activist from Europe. Yeah. Um, the eco-activist. Yep. Who, if, if you followed the news about a month ago, maybe even a little less, she absolutely destroyed the classic beta male pretending to be an alpha male, Andrew Tate, with one tweet. Absolutely destroyed him. And um, so this politician's coming after her. And my first thought was, why are you poking the bear? You just saw what she did to somebody who is probably a lot smarter than you are. Why would you do that? You do, there, yeah. There's there's some there's some <laughs> logic to not walking up to the biggest guy in the place and just punching him for no reason. <laughs> and, that, and and that's what I feel like. The, that's what Joey Joey posts is like. I'm gonna make a statement. I'm gonna make everybody pay attention. No, you're just gonna piss people off. And you're going to piss off the exact people who have the control over whether or not you continue to have a career. Because if you get starting flagged left and right, your value goes down. Yeah. So Unless he has, maybe he has some complex because of his brother. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. It's a weird I dynamic. Don't know. I just, I, it is a weird dynamic. I just know this guy has been in the league now three years. And all I hear about is how he's a great playmaker. But it's not great when you don't get to play a lot because you're either hurt, which again, sometimes is unavoidable. I get the feeling he plays reckless. Let's put it that way. Having watched him, he plays reckless. Don't play reckless. Play smart with your body. Number one. And number two, he opens his mouth and he earns a penalty and he gets sidelined. Don't poke the bear. All right, moving on. Unless it's the bears. Poor Sean. Yeah, because they're, they're, they're toothless. I mean, <laughs> that's fine. Take shots at the Bears all you want. But I just it, it never ceases to amaze me how stupid the average person is and, like, who they choose to pick on. You know, again, going back to that, that Andrew Tate, Greta Thunberg thing, he was, like, making a joke about how he doesn't care about the environment. He burns, like, hundreds of dollars of gas in his car- cars that get, like, 12 miles to the gallon, and she can... She can de- oh where I think he said to her something like where can I send you a complete list of my cars, and she responded with uh, smalldickenergy.com. That's where you can find my. You can email to smalldickenergy.com, <laughs> and I was just like, and she she it, it within a day it became the third most retweeted tweet in the history of Twitter. <laughs> that is impressive. <laughs> absolutely destroys this guy. So now here comes random politician. I'm going to make a name for myself by picking on Greta Thunberg. No. No. <laughs> nope. Why? What is wrong with you people? Um, I don't care if you agree lot. with her or not. A lot. A lot. Well, that's a all I got. Lot. <laughs> I just, I don't understand it. I, you know, it, it, it's, it's, it's prevalent a lot in sports because we see it with all the big talking heads, right? We see... We see these these sportscasters. I'm just going to go off on a tangent for a quick second here. 
Sure. They, we see all these these sportscasters that love to pick drama with specific people. Colin Coward did it with Baker Mayfield. Well, he like, was and, he was right. And the end, he turned out to be right. But did he have to go about it that way? Did no, he have to no. be a royal jackass in the way he did it? No. He chose to go that way. He chose to, like, call out every single time Baker made a misstep and never acknowledge any time Baker did anything good. He called the, the, he called the Browns uh, win over the Steelers lucky. Hey, you got lucky sometimes. Okay. But, you know, I just... I just I, I, don't poke the bear. Just, guys... You don't have to. You can be edgy without being rude, and that's what drives me nuts. And Joey Bosa's like, "Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna show these ref who's in charge." I got news for you, Bosa. They are in charge. They are. They, they are. <laughs> they are. You want to be in charge? Retire and go buy a whistle. <laughs> All right, let's do a quick preview of the weekend games before I get too far down the rabbit hole. Because as you can tell, I'm I'm fiery tonight. <laughs> I am tired. Work has been a monkey nightmare. And I am fiery tonight. So let's talk about the divisional round. We have Jaguars at Chiefs Saturday, the 21st at 4.30 p.m. I am scared out of my ass for this game. On paper, the Chiefs should dominate this game. Their the passing game is where the Jaguars are the weakest and also the most fiery. And Travis Etienne should be containable with the Chiefs having a semi-decent run-stopping lineup up, up front. All that being said, I don't, after what I just saw, I think the Jaguars have a chance here. I'm not going to call the Jaguars to win. My money's on the Chiefs. But the Jaguars have a chance. I, I mean, 15%, 20% chance to beat the Chiefs, but there's, you're telling me there's a chance. What do you what do you think of what's the key about this game this weekend, Craig? Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Really, I think it will be. It's going to be an interesting game. I don't think because of what we saw, and I know it's the Chargers, but what we what we saw Jacksonville do and come back in that manner. I think the Chiefs mm -hmm. have to play one of those games where they just keep trying to score. Oh, that's going to be the because at no at no point in time should like if the Chiefs are up like. I don't know. Let's just say it's like thirty-eight to twenty-one or something. Yeah, let's let's say it's three scores. The Chiefs go up by twenty-one at some point. They're not taking the foot off the gas. Right. They and they shouldn't. Um, <clears throat> they definitely should not because the the Jaguars have have the tools they need to score. And then it it I and then at that point I feel like it's gonna it has the potential to turn into like the Chiefs and Bills games we've seen, or it just mm -hmm. winds up going back and forth on a pretty consistent basis. Um, I mean, really the key, I think to both of these teams, and I know this, uh, this sounds cliche is they need to keep the opposing offense off the field as much as possible. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. You're going to see, you're going to see, I think what you're going to see out of Kansas city. And they've done this before when they've had folks that they don't want, um, that they, they're worried about in terms of like, like you just said, I don't know how better to put it, but keeping the other guy off the field. We've seen this before with them. And what they do is they change tempo. The Chiefs will come out that first drive and they will play out of their minds fast. They'll try to score in like, they'll try to two or three big plays. If one of them leads to a score, boom. Then the next time out, it's a 12 play drive that eats up seven minutes a clock and it's like 10 runs. Yeah. They will change 
tempo to make sure that you cannot see what's coming. Now, here's here's the question. That line is 53. Hmm. I'm taking the over. I would definitely take the over. This this smells like this smells like this could be a 70 point final. It really does because either the Chiefs are going to go out there and score 55 60 points because they're going to be too scared to take their foot off the gas or it's going to be a close and high scoring game that's going to end up like 40 to 35. Yeah. No, I would like, definitely like. Now here's like in that game, do you, would you would you bet in game when the line moves? Uh well, right now the line is eight and a half. If the Jaguars come out and score first, let's say the Jaguars get a couple of really quick, good drives, or they make a big defensive play, and all of a sudden it's 14-0 Jaguars, yes, because the line's going to move to, like, plus three Chiefs. If the Chiefs get a positive spread at any point in that game, I'm moving to the Chiefs. because And I'll, and I'll, I'll, I'll jump on money line there, too. I will absolutely jump on money line. Chiefs right now are minus 450 on the money line on DraftKings. So. Hmm. The night game is the Giants versus the Eagles. Oh, dear. Um, <laughs> what's shocking about this is that the line's only seven and a half, hmm. and the over-under is 48. I I don't know. I don't the, last time, the last time the Giants played the Eagles, the Eagles destroyed them. Like, the Giants looked terrible. Was, was that week, wasn't that week 18? Was it? No, I'm thinking the first time they played. Sorry. Yeah, well, yeah. Earlier in the season. Went on that. Yeah, Philly went on that massive winning streak. The Giants look really good. I don't look. Th- I don't think they look good enough to beat the Eagles. But again, if that line shifts in games, if the Eagles go up fourteen nothing, all of a sudden it's plus twenty two and a half for the Giants. I'll put money on the Giants. Oh yeah, if you're talking I, I, double digits, then it's definitely something worth looking at. I, I'm just shocked that they're not a bigger favorite, Philadelphia, than the Chiefs are. The Jags, the Jags are getting eight and a half. The Giants are only getting seven and a half. I think. I think the Jags have a, if, if, if you're talking about who's got a better chance to win that game, I think the Jags have a better chance of beating the Chiefs than the Giants have of beating the Eagles. No, Sorry, that's true. Jeff. I agree with that. So that'll be, that'll be interesting to watch. The good news is that's 8.15 on Saturday night. So by the time I get to Sean's house Sunday morning, his wife will be calm and collected. <laughs> you think. Everything will be fine. <laughs> Meanwhile, while Craig is having brunch with his family uh, on Sunday, January 22nd, the Bengals will be hosting. <clears throat> the Bengals will be going to Buffalo. Yep. Bengals are a five-point underdog, which is shocking to me. I really, I mean, again, I understand the Bills didn't look great. The Bengals home. come on. Right. I, I, I would have thought this line would have at least been seven-ish. I think all these lines are tighter than I expected, honestly. I, I just, I don't know. Yeah, I was it expecting feels- at least, I was expecting at least a seven. Um, yeah. Especially, I mean, Buffalo almost lost the Dolphins. Like, yeah. Like within like a couple plays, almost lost to the Dolphins. So, yeah. yeah. And the Bengals and the Bengals play the Ravens tight, but both divisional games, both teams that knew each other well. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I think there's some. Here's what's interesting to me: the Bengals are two plus two hundred on the money line. I might. I mean, if the Bengals have a puncher's chance in this game, they are. And the and the Bengals are like the second best team against the spread this year. Just saying. A plus 200 is not a bad money line there. So, all right. So, in the last game is the is the Cowboys at the 49ers. <laughs> this game, let me just say right off the bat, freaking Fox has been drooling for this game. For years. <laughs> because they are going to pull up every clip of the 90s matchups 
they can find. You're going to see clips yep. of Bryant Young. Oh my god. You're going to see uh <laughs> you're going to see clips with Elvis Gerback in it. Um <laughs> I don't know if they go far enough back to see yeah, Steve Young. Steve Young will be there. They're going to have Jimmy Johnson. Steve Young? Maybe Roger Craig. Maybe Roger Craig. Who else was it? We're going to have Garrison Hurst highlights playing. Is there such a thing? There has there must be. <laughs> I, I, we're gonna see you're gonna see des you're gonna see des bryant actually wasn't he on both teams yeah you're gonna see terrell owens before he <laughs> or went terrell nuts. owens there we go <laughs> you're gonna see terrell owens when we thought he was misunderstood <laughs> you know i mean they're just they are they are chomping at the bit for this game because this is a classic playoff rivalry that surfaced briefly in the late 80s revived again in the 90s and now here we are in 2023. It took a while to no, get back there. <laughs> and nobody cares about this game. No. So they've got to find a way to hype it. And the easy way to hype it is, oh, my God, remember when this game mattered. Remember, remember when, when it mattered were... before most of you were born or you were like right. two. <laughs> right. Let me tell you. Let me tell you about the 90s, kid. Let me tell you. <laughs> let me tell you. Let me tell you about uh, what the hell was his name? The big cat, the guy who fumbled the ball in the snow. <laughs> um, oh my god why am i drawing a blank who's that guy? oh um defensive dude yeah oh damn it i gotta look it up okay so cowboy you know, i'm just gonna do a quick search here cowboys <laughs> 49ers uh let's say 90s let's get some let's get some old-timey names out here while we have a minute <laughs> here we go there's a wikipedia a wikipedia entry called the 49er cowboy <laughs> rivalry uh let's see here history Okay, in the 1990s, uh, 92. Pl- so, sorry. So, pick your year. Where do you want? Where do you want me to focus? 92, 93, or 94? They met in the playoffs all three of those let's years. Let's go with 90. Let's go. In the, let's go with 93 in the middle. 93 playoffs. Here we go. Let's see. Uh, that was that was the NFC Championship, the Cowboys versus the 49ers. The game was called by Pat Summerall and John Madden. Aww. Jimmy Johnson was the coach. Emmett Smith had a touchdown. Steve Young threw a touchdown pass to Tom Rathman. Oh, it was Leon uh, Lett. I'm sorry. <laughs> Leon Lett, yes. Um, <laughs> you ready for this? Yep. Wait, hold on a second. Oh, okay. In the third quarter, Troy Aikman suffers a concussion. Shocking to no bringing, one. <laughs> bringing in Bernie Kozar. <laughs> nice. Kozar throws a touchdown to Michael Irvin, uh, touchdown to Alvin Harper, kicker Eddie Murray hits a field goal. <laughs> it was it was amazing. It was amazing. Ironically enough, this is CBS's last telecast because the the package moved to Fox that uh, next that's year. Right. So, yep, it was weird. It was yeah, really so weird. I, let's just uh, just put it out there. So there's there's some names for you. Jay Novacek had a touchdown in this game. You know, it's it's out there so yeah there's there's a lot of history between these two teams but other than that nobody cares just no. just nobody cares no. so all right so um i yeah i'm i'm probably just gonna I'll, i will watch that game because it's on the yeah. television um, yes you know because this is we've reached the time of the year where i start counting the number of meaningful games left and uh folks there is seven uh seven uh, yeah four this yep, week yep 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 two next week and then the super bowl seven yep. meaningful games of football left and both our teams are still alive. They are. Um, our, our, our contributor, Sean, his wife's team is the Giants. They're still alive. 
Yep. There is a chance where all three of them could be going to championship weekend. And there's a chance that none of them could be going to key championship weekend. <laughs> that so, is true. Well, I, that is very true. I mean, let, let me ask you this. All right. So here's yeah. the question I'm going to ask. These are the underdogs, right? Jacksonville is an underdog to the Chiefs. The Giants are an underdog to the Eagles. The Bengals are technically an underdog to the Bills. The Cowboys are an underdog to the Niners. Would you be shocked if any of these particular underdogs won? Like, is there anybody who's just drawing dead? Um, shocked? No. Probably the most shocking. Again, it's the same as last week. It's going to be if if Dallas wins, I will be shocked. And they're the closest to it. But after winning last week, if they if they upset the 49ers, I won't be super shocked. But I mean, out of the I'm, out of these four, Dallas probably shocked me. All of them, I think all of them have a chance. They do. I think these games are very, on paper, they are very evenly matched for the most part. Everybody has a chance. The scores are 0-0 at the start of the game. That, no. (laughs) There are games where teams walk through the door and that game is predetermined (laughs) by Jesus before the ball was even snapped. Really quick, Cassides, I know you were taking time off from Twitter. Did you see the thing about uh, Trevor Bill Lawrence and what he said and people like went crazy? Oh, what did did Willie do? So you know, you know, they they came back and won. They interviewed. They're interviewing him on the field. Oh God, he credited Jesus, didn't he? No, no, no. He's. They were like, well, you know, how do you feel about this win? Because it was a big comeback. Blah blah blah. And he's like, man, you couldn't write a better script. And people took that literally and went off on a whole tangent <laughs> about how the NFL is scripted. You couldn't write a better script. Do you know if you add a third letter of each one of those words, it equals the number 17. Do you know what the 17th letter of the word, the alphabet is? It's Q. This is Q sending a message to you, the people out there. I've got evidence in my possession. I, I can't. And then, I can't. well, see, then the problem was after after that, that's when Dallas's kicker missed five field goals or extra points. So that didn't help the matter because, you know, the point-shaving theories. <laughs> I mean, do you know that if you take the letters in Brock Purdy's name and rearrange them, you get Prod Berkey? <laughs> do you? Yeah. I don't know. I'm looking out of the screen. It looks like it works. It you, swap, you swap the B and the P. That's pro. And you take the CK out for the D. That's, yeah, that's Prod Berkey. <laughs> that's that secret code. Patriots know what I'm talking about. I'm, just, I'm tired of it. I'm tired. You can't. You can't order at McDonald's without a conspiracy <laughs> theory. And it's always it's always politics and religion. The Pope went to McDonald's last week. You know what his order came to? $17.17, just like the 17th letter of the alphabet's the letter Q. Stop it. <laughs> the Pope wanted a cheeseburger. <laughs> I can't. I can't. But yes, exactly. Mm. You make any sort of you couldn't have scripted this better, instantly sets off the conspiracy theorists. And the problem is one out of every thousand times they're right and our society has devolved to the time point where there's a thousand conspiracy theories out there at any given time so one of them's going to be right mm-hmm. and then they point at it and say see see it's all a massive conspiracy okay go back to your basement get some more string on your board and connect some more pins i can't i can't would it shock me now that gambling is so prevalent like, there, there, remember, there was a conspiracy theory out there this week that, that Mara missed those kicks on purpose to shave points. Yep. Point shaving doesn't happen in the beginning. It happens in the end. It happens in the middle of games to try. It doesn't It doesn't happen like that. There is no way that kicker intentionally missed four extra points. There's no way. Oh, while we were talking, the line just shifted on Bills-Bengals. 
Did, did it? <laughs> what was it, five and a half before? Yep. It's five. Uh-oh. <laughs> it went to five. It went to five. Maybe it was five even before. No, I thought they were all half points. All of them were half points. Yep. Bengals just, Bengals just lost a half point. That means money must be flowing onto the Bengals. So, all right, let's Likely. do the metric really quick. <laughs> so not a lot of games this week. You only got eight quarterbacks to choose from unless you're betting on a backup. And if you're doing that, save your money and just mail it to me. <laughs> the metric likes a lot of people. It does not like Jalen Hurts this week because he's too expensive. It does not like Patrick Mahomes because he's too expensive. It does not like Josh Allen because he's too expensive. Yes, they're all going to score 20-plus points, but they're very expensive. The thing is, after Jalen Hurts at 7,600, you drop off a cliff. The next most expensive guy is Joe Burrow at 6,500. That's an $1,100 drop. That is a big yeah. drop. So I am looking, believe it or not, I'm going to I'm gonna stick with what won me money, money last week. I am looking at Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones and, is 5,800, and, and he was good last remember, week. Remember, folks, Britt was the original Daniel Jones truther. Yeah, but you know what? And I, I, I can't <laughs> take that. You're right. For the first two years, I was like, Daniel Jones is going to be good. Daniel, and then this week, this year, I was like, you know what? I can't do it anymore. <laughs> I can't. I was like a junkie coming. I was like a junkie checking into rehab. I'm like, I can't. I can't. So now that I am actually off the guy, and he wasn't great to start the season, but he ended he the season strong. He got better as the year went on. He did. And I think so. He did. So I'm going to ride Daniel Jones this week. What do you like? What do you like a quarterback this week? You know, I do like I do like Daniel Jones, um, just because there's so much there's so much upside for the price. Uh, but if I want to spend a little bit more, I'd probably look at Trevor Lawrence because that's going to be a high scoring game more than likely. Would you take Lawrence over Burrow? I mean, Lawrence is five hundred dollars cheaper. But let's imagine you have the sixty five hundred. You can do either Lawrence or Burrow. Um, would you take Lawrence still? I would take Lawrence only because. Only because Buffalo's pass rush is frightens me. Yeah, Buffalo so, is way better, way better against the pass than the Chiefs are. Way better. So I, that's why I would pick uh, Lawrence. <clears throat> yeah, I'm with you there. All right, let's talk about running backs really quick. Uh, the metric doesn't see super value anywhere. Its highest value is at James Cook, who's only 4,800. James Cook has continued to chip away at that share of the backfield. Um, Naheem Hines throws a little bit of a monkey wrench into it. Cook seems to be getting the more early down runs, but Singletary seems to be getting the more crucial runs. I'm not going to touch the Buffalo running backs. I am big this week on Tony Pollard. 6,100. Yes, San Francisco's defense is really, really good. 6,100 is hard to ignore. 6,400 for Travis Etienne is impossible to ignore against the Chiefs. Well, you just told me the Chiefs run defense. Yes, <laughs> the Chiefs, but the Chiefs have also been known to give up big plays on the running game. They give up chunks. Yeah, you're going to rush the ball five times for 20 yards, but you're going to get 18 of those yards on one play. It's, right. That's just the way the Chief defense works. I like so I really like ATN this week, and I'm I call me nuts. I like Jarek McKinnon this week. You're nuts. <laughs> I really like Jarek McKinnon this week. Now there is the dark horse. His name is Clyde Edwards Hilaire. <laughs> Remember and him? He's active. <laughs> he's active. He's back. He is back. So I think I'm going to use a lot of McKinnon. I'm going to use a lot of Travis Etienne. And I think I might take a couple of shots 
where Clyde Edwards Hilaire is involved. What about you? What do you hmm. think? What are you seeing this week? Um, I, you know, just like you were saying before, I do really like Tony Pollard. I've been a fan of his little season. Oh, you've so been I think, on him all year. So I think I'm just going to keep on riding that train. Um, yep. The like the other running back, I don't know because I feel like you know there's McCaffrey and Barkley, but you have to spend up a lot. They're so expensive. You know, I don't mind Miles Sanders at 57 though. It's not. I feel like I can. I feel like I can, I can manage that pretty well. Here's uh, here's my problem with Miles Sanders. Every time I use Miles Sanders, it's a Boston Scott game. That's that is a problem. That is a problem. <laughs> that is that is honestly. I so so if I'm not touching Miles Sanders, do it. And I'm not touching Miles Sanders this week. Go right ahead because I <laughs> I just I can't. I can't I can't invest any more of my life in Miles Sanders. <laughs> So I like that. That's that's that. I mean, I think we're in agreement that Pollard, though, at sixty one hundred, is a good value pick. He gets the ball around the goal line much more frequently than Zeke does, in my opinion. He's actually he's actually scheduled according to the project, projections I'm looking at. He is more expensive than, and he is projected to outscore Zeke. Yeah, I think we just have to come to the terms with the fact that he's the one there now. Yep, I so. think so. I think so. Wideouts. The metric, again, does not have a clear value pick, but it does like Gabe Davis at 4,800, and so do I, because Eli Apple can't cover two people, and they got to take away Jamar and Chase. And he, uh, he does Eli Apple things. So and he, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and and they've, they've got to take away. They have got to take away Diggs. If they can't isolate Diggs, and again, that's that's near impossible to do, but we've seen this before. They try to go to Diggs early. If they can't go to Diggs, they go to Gabe Davis. They go to, uh, what's his name? Jesus, why am I drawing a blank on him? Uh, Isaiah McKenzie. They'll throw the ball to Isaiah McKenzie. Once Hell, they even threw it to Khalil Shakir the other night. They'll try yep. to spread the ball out, and then all of a sudden, there comes that play where Stefan Diggs just outruns everybody down the field because you forgot he's there because he's been targeted in 10 minutes. So I, I do like Gabe yeah. Davis this week, um, and it, it mainly because the price point of 4800 um, I like Brandon Ayuk at 5K. I think he's going to be good. I am still writing the Giants, though. I am probably de- I'm, I'm, I, I just it's Richie James or Isaiah Hodgins, and they're both cheap. Hodgins at 4,900. Richie James is down to 3,900, so I'm probably going with Richie James. But they're both really attractive. So Gabe Davis shares definitely. Brandon Ayuk shares definitely, and then pick a giant wide receiver, particularly if using Daniel Jones. What do you like? Uh, I do like using Hodgins, especially for the forty nine uh, hundred price, and I think um, Dallas is going to run into the same problem that other team. You know, like we were just talking about who you're going to cover. Uh, mm-hmm. Diggs can't cover four people, right? So they have Ayuk, they have Debo, um, they have what's his name, Mister Tight End Guy Kittle, um, and they have Christian McCaffrey. So He's not going to be able to cover all of them. Mm-hmm. I think for me, just looking at this, I would probably lean towards Debo, even though he's a little bit more expensive. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just feel like he's—it's it's the same kind of thing with uh, with Diggs. He's going to have like explosive plays for a lot of yards, and it may only be like one or two times, but right. one of those one or two times are going to be like for eighty-four yards. So, yep. there's that, and. 
And um, I do just because I think he's he's a great receiver and he's a machine. Like I just I would probably find room for T Higgins as well. Yeah, yeah, that's fair too. T Higgins at fifty eight hundred is not a bad buy at all. Um, if you want to reach, my reach this week is T Y. We saw T- Dak targets T Y more than you might think, and the Wiley veteran is still getting it done, and he's only thirty two hundred. The price point is what drives that. So am I going to use him? Probably not because there's nobody super outrageous I'm trying to use this week. But I'm looking, even Debo Samuel's down at 5,900. I mean, if you keep under 6K per receiver, you're probably fine. So yeah, you're not going to be able to use Diggs and Chase and CD Lamb. Okay, that's fine. I'll take the other guys. I'll take a Zay Jones at 47. You're not on the, you're not back on the Noah Brown this train this week? <laughs> no. No, I was never on the Noah Brown. Last week, go back and check the tape on this one. Last week, the the, the metric said Noah Brown. I was like, I don't know about that. I don't know Noah Brown. I don't Tight ends, pick one. Um, there's a tight ends because right, so don't use Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey is seventy seven hundred dollars. <laughs> That's way too much. <laughs> and the next guy down is George Kittle at fifty seven. That's $2,000 you save by not using Travis Kelsey. Yep. Can't do it. I nope. love Evan Ingram this week at 4300 I love Hayden Hurst at $3,200. Uh, Dawson Knox. Uh, Dawson Knox. Hit or miss, man. Hit or miss. He's caught five straight touchdowns in five straight games. He's got five touchdowns in five games. He only had four on the season. And they all came at the end of the season where I was already knocked out of the fantasy playoffs because I was a big Dawson Knox guy at the beginning of the season, and then he screwed me. <laughs> so Dawson Knox at 3,800 feels like value, but you know who's intriguing to me is Daniel Bellinger at 3,000. Really? Yes. The Jet. He catches like two balls a game, but half the time one of them is the touchdown. It's <laughs> yeah, a valid point. I just... A valid uh... point. But you don't you don't have to worry about tech. you can use any of the any of the guys you want. Hayden Hurst is only thirty two hundred. Knox is thirty eight. Engram's forty three. I would probably try to stay under four grand if I can. But you have a lot of flexibility at tight end this week because there's a lot of guys who could produce here. And if you spend less than five thousand, they get in the end zone. You pretty much got value with right there. So who do, who do you like at tight end? Help me out here. Um, probably probably the first two on our list, uh, Hurst and Ingram. Uh, there is like a $1,100 price difference between the two. That's it. Uh, but I think both of them have potential to have pretty good games for um, for a tight end. Uh, and then, you know, again, don't use don't use Kelsey. And Kittle's like 57 even. I don't know. I still That's too that's high for me. Too high. high. Yeah. All right. Defenses. Pick one. Um, what's interesting <laughs> to me, this is what's really interesting to me. And I know you don't want to pick against your team, but the Bills are only 2900 they're cheaper than the Eagles, the Chiefs, the Niners, and the Cowboys. And I don't know why. I can't I, understand why, because I, I have them tied for the most points in the weekend at nine. And I think at twenty nine hundred, they're just that that is it's uber cheap. I mean, it's a good price, and maybe it's because they're home. Maybe. I don't know. That they're cheaper? Why would they be cheaper at home? They should be more expensive at home. That's a valid point. I don't know. <laughs> I I was probably gonna take I was probably gonna take the 49ers defense if I can afford them. At thirty three. Yeah, I I said if I can afford them. <laughs> I will, I'll give you. I, 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 let's see. We'll see how that pans out for you. I, I'm just 
I'll use the Bills unless you feel like you have to be contrarian. I'm just going to ride the Bills there. And I'll, I realize almost every one of these picks we, we made have been value picks, which means you should have a ton of money for flex. That's true. You should you not can, have. Yeah. Go ahead. No, I'm saying you could, if you manage it, you could, if you really want to use Kelsey, maybe you can fit him into a flex spot. <laughs> All of a sudden, Kelsey comes in as a flex option. All of a sudden, Christian McCaffrey is a flex option. All of a sudden, those three wide receivers that we talked about being over 7K might become flex options. So, you know, yeah, you can't. You, know, you want to use just Stefan Diggs, you're going to have to save other places, but there's places you can save this week. It's doable. It, I, I haven't sat down to actually do a lineup yet, but I, it looks like it's possible. It's always hard with short, short games. I mean, it there's is. only four games this weekend. It's very hard with a short slate. This is why I don't play short slate games. I very rarely ever do DFS pools. Oh, sorry. I very rarely ever do DFS pools where it's like, oh, early games only. Because I've only got like six games to choose from. Or I've only got late game only. I've only got three games to choose from. I usually try to avoid short slate. You can't avoid short slate in the playoffs. So your choice is to either figure it out or not play the playoffs. Right. So... All right, Craig, we're out of time. Believe it or not, we are out of time. Divisional week has flown by us. Um, final thoughts from you. Oh, man, final thoughts. I just can't believe it's almost Super Bowl time already. Like, I just... Don't talk about that. It's crazy. It's crazy. Um, again, remember... Now, listen. I am okay. not the person to talk you out of making a giant, crazy parlay. Because yeah. I do that myself because it's fun. And you can get, you can make that parlay number make like a ridiculous number. And on the off chance it hits, you'll be very happy. <laughs> but just pace your, if you do do that, just pace yourself. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Like absolutely. that, uh, that crazy anytime touchdown parlay that turned $10 into a million. Like what, like who picks, who picks the Dolphins defense to score a touchdown. That is just silliness. I, I saw that. That's insane. <laughs> I, I'm gonna before I do my final thought, I'm gonna ask you to pick. I'm gonna bet one of these two divisional weekend specials. Okay. You tell me which one. I'm just gonna chuck a random five dollars on it or something like that. Yeah. Do I wanna take a non QB to throw a touchdown this weekend? <laughs> oh Lord. <laughs> at plus nine hundred. <laughs> okay. Or any offensive lineman to score a touchdown at plus 1600. God, man. I What's feel more likely. I feel like the offensive lineman one is more, is more likely. Yeah. Okay. I, I just feel like that one is more likely only because not too many teams do the whole like reverse flea flicker thing. Like clearly the chiefs might do it, but I can't see a lot of other teams trying it. So, mm -hmm. so yeah, I'd go with the linemen. I, I like these weekend special ones because they're fun to think about. <laughs> so here's here's the here's the combo bet: non QB to throw a touchdown pass and a QB to score a receiving touchdown. Oh Lord, that's I mean we've seen it happen. <laughs> that's what I mean. If 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 it's if they're gonna run like those weirdo plays where like they flea flicker and all of a sudden a wide receiver is standing five yards behind this line of scrimmage. Usually it's the quarterback that's downfield and open. Usually. So there's 900, there's a plus 900 on the guy throwing the pass. And if the QB catches it, it's another plus 3000. Hell, I'll put two bucks on each of those. 
I just made 78 bucks. All I have, <laughs> all I need, all I need is Kadarius Tony to throw the ball to Patrick Mahomes. And I just made a thousand. I just made 78 bucks. It could happen. Dollar bet. It could happen. <laughs> so anyway, all right. So my final thought is, is as Craig said, the, the season flies on us. Please make sure that you uh, you party responsibly, you bet responsibly, you play DFS responsibly. Just go out there and enjoy it. This has been a, a mate. The first weekend of the playoffs was amazing. We saw one of the largest comebacks in NFL history. We saw um, we saw upsets. We saw the Giants knock off the Vikings, which surprised everyone except me and Craig. Um, you know, we saw a lot already. These games are going to be even more exciting. I think Bills Bengals is going to be a game we're going to end up talking about for a long time. Yeah, I think I, that. I just. I think that has. And again, I know I sound biased, but sure. I think. Because of what happened last time they were about to play and like what, you know, and now this being a uh, a next round playoff game, I think that's probably going to be the most exciting game this week, I think. Both of these teams think they can beat the Chiefs and both of these teams know they can beat the Jaguars. So they're looking at this as pretty much the AFC championship in their their backyard. Much as last, yep. last year, we improperly kind of branded chiefs bills as an afc championship like in divisional weekend um this is the way that these two teams are looking at it there are three teams in the afc and they are all alive this weekend and two of them one of them will not be at the end of this weekend um it looks like if the bills do advance to play the chiefs that game is going to be in atlanta yep. uh, we've heard rumors that the chiefs have been instructed to start selling tickets based on <laughs> atlanta's seating design so you know just enjoy the ride i mean i i i'm looking i look at the 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 nfc side and if you told me it was going to be niners cowboys and giants eagles in the preseason i would have asked for some of whatever you were smoking you would have been like am i back in high school (laughs) what year is this what year is it so yeah so i mean i think I think whoever this this NFC championship game is just going to be wild. It's I mean, it, it could be like Niners Giants or Niners Eagles. It could be Cow. It could. There's a chance it could be Cowboys Giants. Do you feel? Do you do you feel like the the Commanders are feel left out now? <laughs> are they, like yeah, yeah, they're the only team in this division not alive in the playoffs. So yes, <laughs> yes. So yeah, win some games there, Ron Rivera. So. All right, but anyway, please enjoy the weekend. It's going to be excellent football. Very much looking forward to it. Um, I'm also looking forward to reading your review. Go on to whatever podcast directory that you listen to us on, and please leave us a review. Uh, We are available on all the major podcast directories at this point, so many that I've stopped listing them, and we really appreciate everyone who leaves us a review and gives us some feedback so we can continue to make this show better. Uh, Also, hi, Deb. Forgot about Deb. Um, Haven't heard from Deb and with show stuff in a while. So I think she's probably getting caught up on episodes, but she'll get caught up. Um, and also thank you, Malta for your continued support. Thank you. Craig, another week done on to divisional week. weekend. I have a feeling next weekend is going to be next week. We're going to be sitting down and we're going to have a lot to talk about from these games. We are. We are. I just got a feeling. So yep. go and enjoy it until the next time we speak. We appreciate everybody listening. Have a great weekend. My name is Britt. I'm Craig. And we are the Football Fig Nuts Podcast.